0: Aloha,
1: sunshine, and aloha, listeners.
0: Aloha, listeners, welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, the tiki bar that lives in your head. Mm -hmm. The lights are dim, exotic tunes are playing, and the shaker's full. Yes. Which is all good news.
1: Yes, it's very good.
0: I'm just going to get the the drink shook.
1: Yeah, because I need a drink.
0: Because you were at the mall, and you need a drink.
1: I was, and I try to avoid the mall at all costs, especially at 5 o'clock any day.
0: On a weekend, especially yeah. should yeah. no, it's horrible. So the drink this week is the puka shell, which is a a, a concoction of mine, and there's a reason that we're having this.
1: Yes, we I don't heard.
0: normally uh, read the email right in the beginning, but we are going to read an email from listener Frank that will take us on our journey this week.
1: Okay, it smells strong because I can smell it from here.
0: So the puka shell, if I can now find the recipe. So we've got the music and the music this week. I, I'm just going to name it off real quick. In this order, you're hearing Hong Kong Rock by the Out Islanders. Mm-hmm. That's what you got right now. And then Shooting Star and Arrow. It's a medley by Les Baxter. And then we have Like Young by David Rose, followed by Pussycat. And that's by Cy Coleman. And then Binga Banga Bongo by Terry Snyder and the All-Stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you just can't have a... a Just can't have a good time without them. Call Me by the New Classic Singers. And the New Classic Singers, they're a group that I think they covered a lot of the a lot of the hits of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And let's see, we also have Underwater Chase by Al Caola. And then lastly, uh, oh actually, all of those songs are available on the Cocktail Capers album, which is in the Ultra Lounge series. Mm,
1: and you like that series?
0: I do like that series, because a lot of times, you don't want to spend the hundreds of dollars and hundreds of hours locating all of the Exotica and, and Swipe who has tunes. the time? Who does? Uh, so you get some of the compilation CDs, which are actually really mm-hmm. good. So the puka shell, the drink we're having right now, is one ounce of Okeleheo, which is the um, Hawaiian tea plant liqueur, three-quarter ounce spice rum, and two ounces of white grapefruit juice, and then just a quarter ounce of cinnamon-infused syrup. And uh-huh. if you don't make your own cinnamon-infused syrup, you can just buy some, some in the bottle from the coffee shop, Target, a lot of places carry it now. How about a
1: Cinnamon Jolly Rancher can you use that?
0: Do they have Cinnamon Jolly Ranchers?
1: I thought that they had Cinnamon jelly Ranchers. Hmm. Yeah, could you use that? I don't know.
0: I don't know. But the thing I like about this drink, other than I think it's tasty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that it only has 152 calories.
1: Well, you, you know, if the drink is low calorie and knocks you on your ass...
0: That's right. It's, it's a, a good a, combination. It's a good thing. Yes. So... Uh, Again, we don't normally start with the email, but we're going to uh, read this email from listener Frank, and it's a long one, but it's going to set up the rest of the show.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, We'll get to the the rest of the email, and then we're going to actually answer Frank's questions. So, greetings, Zen Tiki loungers. I think that's us.
1: I think so, too.
0: Sunshine, would you consider taking a few moments to review your take on pink versus white grapefruit juice and its uses in tiki cocktails for us listeners? I know you always recommend white grapefruit juice, but I have a rockin' grapefruit tree in my Florida backyard, which produces the most amazing pink grapefruits in very large quantities for about the first four to five months of every year. As you can imagine, I stock my freezer with juice to carry me through my cocktail needs for the rest of the year. That's a very smart thing to do. Yes. It's, you know, the fruit's just going to fall to the ground and rot if you don't do something with it. You could the,
1: um, throw it at your neighbor's.
0: You could. Yeah. I think that could be fun, mm-hmm. too. The juice works very well in my cocktails, and I love it. But I'm interested in comparing notes with you and thought it might be of interest to other listeners as well and will likely lead me to seeking out some white grapefruit and conducting several experiments. Hmm. As a tiki enthusiast... I have fun with my drinks, but I also take the craft very seriously at times. I enjoy making my own syrups in the same manner that you do. That's a good thing to do, Frank. It's all about fresh juices, real syrups, quality rums, and classic recipes and techniques. Thanks. Mahalo frank from Jacksonville Florida That
1: was a well crafted email
0: It was you know he uses a lot of correct phrasing yeah, and, grammar. and grammar no yeah. cuss words whatsoever Yeah uh, we don't have a lot of listeners that are capable of no,
1: that No I'm not capable of as, it so
0: I As you may see from some of the other The next ones move down <laughs> So uh, so listeners there you go So that is kind of the the theme of the show. We're going to do some grapefruit history, uh, but now that we've all sat back in our chairs, wherever you may be, hopefully in the tiki bar in your home, or maybe just in a dark corner, and we hope that you are enjoying a drink along with us, and enjoying the swank cocktail caper tunes that we're listening to this week.
1: Yes, the coasters I got you are sticking to the glasses.
0: Yes. did you notice that I'm using the, uh, Starshine and her lovely husband, the Senator, got me a cocktail garnish set called Darling Dynasty. Happy hour kit.
1: Yes, it's a very cutesy little kit. It's, is it it's not? It's
0: cutesy and it is almost Kitchy? politically incorrect in it a way. It is now with a China girl and a is. flying rabbit. It is politically on the front. incorrect, but
1: to save that, I did. It was part of an exhibit for a Chinese advertising um, exhibit at a museum. Okay. So it. It's not politically correct because it was part of an art exhibit. <laughs> oh yes, it
0: must be politically yes, correct. Yes, it was.
1: It's part of the exhibit, so but, it's okay.
0: So I put in one of the flamingo uh, stir sticks that came with the set, and uh, it's got you know, it's got the, it's got actually a cocktail book inside mm-hmm. called. I have to look at this again. I think it's called Double Happy.
1: Well, you always double
0: want, double happiness. You
1: always want double happiness.
0: And it has about twelve cocktail recipes in here, and I have to say that. When you've made a couple hundred cocktails, you can look at a recipe and pretty much judge whether or not it's balanced.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would judge most of these, just at looking at them, have not made any yet, to be actually balanced cocktails. So, so they just
1: so, didn't throw some crappy cocktails in there. Exactly.
0: I think that somebody actually tasted these recipes before they printed them. And some of them are takes on like a Singapore sling, but mm-hmm. it's slightly different. Or There was like a take a,
1: on a Moscow mule, but it was a Singapore right? mule, wasn't it? There Shanghai is. mule, something like that.
0: There's the chai Teeny. There's the Mandarin Oriental. They have the kitschy Asian names. Mm -hmm. But we're going to try a few of these on the show. Uh, We're actually going to try one of these next week on the show, along with a listener cocktail, and I'll tell you more about that. But, yeah, it just came with the cool little umbrellas and the little fish and peacock garnishes, and and we're just going to use it all up.
1: Yes, and the coasters are cool.
0: So it was a lovely gift. Thank you, Starship. You can always give a cocktail enthusiast a cocktail-related gift, although I will say, (laughs) never, never, never buy a home mixologist a shaker the cocktail shaker is a very personal thing oh it and is it huh? should be per- just like i would never buy a lady a pair of shoes
1: oh but the senator picks out great shoes <laughs> well, you just you're... have to have good taste in shoes hmm. but we're married so
0: i would never pick a lady a pair of shoes but i don't think you should pick a um a bartender or a mixologist a cocktail shaker it's hmm. very very personal all right so let's go find the mail sack what do you say
1: okay
2: we're
0: gonna go wrestle that up and we'll be right back with listener mail
1: That looks like it's been rehydrated since Tiki Coliente.
0: Oh, and how did this cigarette wrapper? Get
1: hmm. In there? Well, you know, you never know what you're gonna flush out after a weekend like that. You really don't. <laughs> you,
0: that is the. That is the darndest statement I could. That you, you it could not be more true. Uh, so let's go to the rest of the mail here, and then and then we'll go to uh, what uh, listener Frank already asked us about. Yes, the so, War of
1: the Grapefruit.
0: Let's see here. So Ooh. aloha to all of you on my favorite podcast. Thank you so much ah. for the weekly dose of fun. I want to say that I make the drink you are having every week. But I wait. No, I would. Oh, he says I want to say that I make the drink you are having every week but I'm usually too lazy to get the ingredients
1: that's why I come here
0: it was cooler than cool that you had brass monkeys at Tiki Caliente because it reminded me of high school in Central California We would oh, you shouldn't find, be drinking
1: in high school I know
0: I know he says we would find someone to buy the beer and rum and someone else would steal oranges off of a tree in the neighborhood see
1: he's <laughs> I was drinking Strawberry Hill in ooh, high school ooh, not ooh, um ooh. well in wine coolers so, oh, you God. know, but not uh, I wasn't actually mixing my own damn <laughs> Drinks. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess. Uh, I guess a brass monkey with fresh OJ is better than bottled, right? Also, very sad about the passing of Adam from the Beasties. I grew up with the music, and it is a big loss. But cheers and good times ahead, Donald from Fresno.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Donald. Uh, yeah, I, I have to say that if you're going to have a brass monkey, you might as well have fresh OJ. Yeah, and you might you as well steal the still? oranges off your neighbor's oh, tree. Oh yeah,
1: of course. You should steal to have that. We we
0: thing. are a big uh, promoter of stealing citrus off of your neighbor's tree. If it's except hanging
1: over the fence, then it's not on their
0: property. It's not stealing.
1: Yeah, it's not stealing.
0: You steal the oranges off of my tree, and no. you're likely to get the um, the uh, narrow end of a broom up your ass. Or you're a tap cat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tequila, tequila may come after you. Yes. So Donald, thank you for that. This next one is from uh, Tiki Torch Tom from Georgia.
1: Oh, Tiki Torch Tom. That's yeah. a clever name.
0: Hello, sunshine and ladies. Love the show. It's one of the only three podcasts that I listen to. And now, I mean, he said that. I'm like curious. I'm like, I wonder what the other two I are really want to know.
1: Can you email us back and tell us?
0: Please, Tiki Torch Tom, please send it. I was thinking that it would be fun to hear from more others. So, see, Tiki Torch Tom, not as grammatically correct as Frank from But we Florida. still
1: understand you. We
0: do. Uh, the Tiki Caliente episode, someone asked about doing a tour, and that would be fun for all of us just listening. And I like the sketches that you sometimes do. Even when they don't turn out well, because they that's never the turn—they never turn <laughs> out well. No, they, don't. They, don't. they really <laughs> because don't.
1: Because we plan three minutes ahead of time. So, Tom
0: is asking about going on a tour, and lo and behold, what are we doing next week? We are going to. Um,
1: we're, te- yeah, we're traveling about three miles away <laughs> Yeah,
0: we are going to tiki head guys uh, mm-hmm. home where he has a uh tiki bar uh he and his wife and um and actually the uh folks uh so halo 9 who uh follows us on that twitter thing is going to be making for us the black river punch that he made at tiki caliente and was one of my favorite drinks are we do really we get tasty. to wear
1: the um the heads
0: I would imagine he'll have them. Yeah, be Hopefully, fine. we can take pictures with the heads. Yeah, was he'll be, I'm sure he'll listen to the podcast before this, and um, you know who you are. Just have some have the heads of Have them
1: polished and ready. Yes, yes. Please polish, clean the inside.
0: So we have a couple of uh, questions from Facebook. Oh. So wow. why don't we answer those? Uh, so Sergio says, if you were going to be stranded on a desert island and could only take five Tiki CDs, what would they be? Now I'll you know, you know a few of the artists, so I'll let you answer Starshan. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Um no, I'd like the Martini Kings.
0: That's a very good selection.
1: Mm-hmm. But then you know I swing more towards swing and big band and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I would pick something in that genre.
0: I, I understand. Mm-hmm. So I would take, and we talked about compilation CDs a little bit ago. Mondo Exotica, which is the first compilation CD I ever purchased. It was actually given to me by my uh, my uncle. And it has Les Baxter, Arthur Lyman, I mean, everybody's on it. It's basically a one-stop shop for most of the classic Exotica artists that you'll want to know about. And then you'll know their names, and then Mm -hmm. you can go find all their other albums. So Mondo Exotica by the Ultra Lounge series would be one of them. Now, another, the Tikiaki Orchestra.
1: Oh, yes, I do like the Tikiaki Orchestra. And
0: of their three albums that are, you know, easily in release, I would go with their first one, Stereo Exotique. Mm -hmm. That would be the one that I would go with. So there's two albums. And then I really, really, really have to recommend something that's a little bit more synthesized but still has that that tiki, uh, exotic feel, and that is Kavacon and their album Departure Exotica. I really like that one. And oh, what else? You know, it's like I've got all my albums in front of me here. And I was also thinking about Clouseau. which yes, I like Clouseau. They aren't strictly tiki, but they're just kind of mm-hmm. off the wall and odd, similar to Combustible Edison, but I think I like Clouseau a little better. And they have an album called Lagoon.
2: Lagoon. It has a very
0: dark side, like a dark voodoo mm-hmm. side to it. And I really, I really like that. I would probably also take something surf-esque. And I might take something by, I don't know, the Aqua Velvets or Cosmonauti or something like that, because I like, you know, I like a little bit of surf. You know, I might even, no, I wouldn't. I almost said I'd take some Beach Boys, but I wouldn't.
1: Oh, well, the Beach Boys are always good. They're
0: always a hit, but, you know, I'm kind of on the fence because I can only take five CDs. Yes, at of least course. That's, that's the exercise. Anyway, and I'm going with, like Starshine said, the Martini Kings to end it off with five albums. So... Those are some of my favorite artists and, and Starshine as well. So there you go. So start with that and uh, you know branch out from there. And that Mondo Exotica album, again, you're gonna look at the artists on there and mm-hmm. you're gonna go look for other albums by then. And then you're gonna find like 20 other artists you know, that you're gonna You know, can start want. with
1: those five on the Deserty Island. And then maybe by the time he finishes, UPS will be able to deliver to that island. Yeah. So he could get more, yes. you know, or he'd be able to find, you know, Netflix. I don't know. But you would de- <laughs> Maybe you find a laptop in the sand by sure. then. You can download it can, it something. Can happen. Yes, it could happen.
0: Now, Randy, he he answered the question. You know, we asked, does anybody have a question? He just said, "There's so much I would like to know," but he didn't. He couldn't really start anywhere, and so he wanted to say that he's enjoying a cocktail in the balmy Wisconsin weather.
1: So he's drunk and couldn't think of a question. Randy, and that's okay. We accept lazy, that. Lazy drunk. Ass. Yeah, no, you're fun. We met you. You're, yeah, we you can go be drunk in your backyard. We love you for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: James said, "What kills the taste of Appleton Rum?" Now, I had to say. James, clarify, do you actually want to kill the taste of Appleton Rum, which I would not, or are you trying to prevent the taste from being killed? Because Mm -hmm. this question could go both ways, and James said, kill, 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 it's nasty. Nothing compared to Kraken.
1: Well, then don't drink it.
0: That is—that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, send it over to us, and we'll send you something else. So Appleton.
0: Now, if we're talking about Appleton Silver, which we probably are not, mm-hmm. because Appleton Silver has little flavor, as most silver rums do have little flavor. They have a bit of a sweetness, but they're—I mean—they're they, I mean, they're dry. Not a lot of—not a lot of flavor. So he's probably not talking about it. He's probably talking about, um, oh, I don't know, uh, Appleton Estate or uh, their dark rum. Um, and, you know, Appleton, is the Appleton Estate Rum, I think, is a rum that you add to cocktails for its flavor, especially, and I don't know why you would want to kill it. Well,
1: let's say that it's something that you don't like. How would you mask it?
0: Well, so because it has some smoky and sweet notes mm-hmm. to it, you you cover it up by adding other things that have smoky and sweet notes to them. So... If you add, uh, if you put Appleton in a drink that is otherwise already a fairly sweet drink, Mm -hmm. it it covers that up a bit. And this is the same for any sweeter rum. You add more sweetness to it. You just
1: put it in like a. They
0: cover, they meld
1: piña colada type drink to cover it. Do you think that would work? It, it would. Because it's so sweet that but it would. The,
0: but the smokiness and mm. the amber notes of the Appleton would still be a little present. But you know what? A piña colada made with the Appleton estate is a darn good piña mm-hmm. colada. I think so because it adds just a little bit of uh, the brown sugariness to it and all yes. that. Now, you could also cover it up with uh, white grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. You could also cover it up with a heavy dose of lime juice.
1: But not pink grapefruit Um, (laughs) no. This will be later on in the show. Not
0: not pink grapefruit as much. You could cover it up with bitters. Uh, Maybe maybe James just has a lot of Appleton rum and he just wants to use it up. If it's the silver rum, you know what? Just use it like vodka. Just put it in things that or don't a need a lot of flavor. have a party
1: and make a punch, and everyone else will drink it, and then you'll be done with it. That is an excellent yes, idea. Yes, have a party. You've That's mine. You've been my...
0: paying attention all these years. Sometimes.
1: When I'm not drunk, I pay attention. So,
0: so there's a few ideas, but you know, I gotta say this. Eventually, James, somebody's gonna come to your home that wants that Appleton rum, and just leave it on the shelf. Yeah, it's gonna be us. Because it never goes bad. So leave it on the shelf for that day that somebody says, you know, uh, pour, me, pour me in a, a decent middle lure. Rum or something like that, and I think you should pour the Appleton. Um, Now, you say you like Kraken, which I do as well. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you though, Kraken is not spicy enough for me. So, James, I highly recommend that you go to episodes 238 and 239 of the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast at zentikilounge.com and you make Sunshine's very spicy rum.
1: Well, maybe he doesn't like the spicy. Maybe not. Yeah, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe
0: he likes the high proof.
1: Yes, but not necessarily the spiciness of it. Yeah, that could be true.
0: Well, thank you all for uh, sending in your comments through the uh, the Facebook. That actually
1: we... sounded like an educated conversation on our part. That's,
0: that you know, may be a first. Let's never do that Let me again.
1: Let another drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are going to have another drink in just a moment. So, um, and then I just want to say again, uh, Aloha to Halo 9 and Orange Escape on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be trying the Black River Punch with them next week, taking the podcast on the road or at least just down the street.
1: Yes, let's say what, it's still out of here, right? It's going
0: to be a good time. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can send your comments to mail at zen tiki lounge.com you can also find us on facebook just look for zen tiki lounge you can't miss us. you can find sunshine tiki starshine tiki and kehlani tiki all on facebook it's amazing we love to chat with you so we have plenty more show yeah
1: yeah yeah That's okay what well, you say?
0: we're gonna go find the rest of the show and we'll be right back Shine. Yes. Are you ready for another drink? I am. Oh, good. I haven't gotten I,
1: over the mall yet. Because
0: I have one in the shaker. Oh, yes. So this is the second version of the puka shell. Oh, of course. And this one has been made with pink okay. grapefruit as opposed to the white grapefruit well, that we see. used the first time. And this is uh, in response to Frank's email. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to taste the difference. And hopefully you remember what the first one tasted like.
1: I did. It was only a couple minutes ago.
0: Right. shouldn't be too hard to remember. Mm-hmm. So have a little have a little sucky okay. of your cocktail. Mm. Hmm. First or second, which one do you like better?
1: I'm going to have to say I like the first one better.
0: I do as well. Mm-hmm. And that's because the first one's maybe white grapefruit juice. Now...
1: This isn't bad.
0: No. I mean, we're going to drink it because it's alcohol. And but... it's kind
1: of a little bit softer. I think the other one, I like it better, but it's got a little more... It's not really tartness there's something sharper about it mm. this one's a little mellower so it's not bad
0: i think the bitterness of white grapefruit hides some things yeah which you know it can be good but uh so so let's so let's see here let's go ahead and give the listeners and 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 frank as well well just a little bit of history on the grapefruit now I, I compiled this from a few sources. The primary source, because, and actually, I looked in a lot of places, plus I have two citrus books, um, but um, my books don't light up in the dim tiki lounge.
1: So that makes a total of three books that you have, one on bananas and two on grapefruits? So, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have several on rum and spirits and, um, and hundreds of cookbooks that rarely get opened. Mm. But um, so this this website is called thenibble.com, and they had a, a, a nice, short... History of the Grapefruit. You can also go to Wikipedia where I found some interesting tidbits. I knew a lot of this and then found a lot more that I didn't know. I'm actually going to read this word for word. I'm not even paraphrasing the first couple paragraphs here because I think it, it kind of paints a picture.
1: Well, let me say first, Frank, that yes. if you have a shitload of pink grapefruit that you could make the puka shell with this and it's a perfectly good drink. It I is. I think it is. I would not kick this drink out of bed. <laughs> if a bartender made me this drink, I would. it's fine. I like it very much, but I just yes. think the white one is a little... Better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So America is the world's largest consumer of grapefruit. Did you know that?
1: Well, it's not shocking.
0: With large commercial groves in Arizona, California, Florida, and Texas, Mm -hmm. but the grapefruit's ancestor, the pomelo also known as the Shattuck, Mm -hmm. comes from far away. It's native to Malaysia and Indonesia. Pomelo seeds were brought from the East Indies to the West Indies in about 1693-ish by an English ship commander. The grapefruit may have been a horticultural accident or a deliberate hybridization between the pomelo and the orange. Aren't we all accidents? I know, but it's a little muddy there. The original grapefruit was about the size of an orange. It was originally called both forbidden fruit and... The smaller Shattuck, after Captain Shattuck, who brought the seeds. Hmm. So the grapefruit comes to America and arrived in the U.S. about 1823. It wasn't immediately popular. The thicker skin was unusual and an impediment. And we don't like change. We don't. We don't like we change shot at all. It. But, but the but the trees it thrived and its name evolved in English based on how it grows in grape-like clusters. So for those of you who say, why the hell do we call it a grapefruit? Well, it's because, and if you have a white grapefruit especially, they do tend to grow um, like five to six large grapefruit kind of all in one cluster. And so it looks like... like they
1: segregate themselves.
0: Cluster of grapes. In 1870, the large golden clusters on a tree... Uh, they they attracted the attention of John A McDonald who lived in Orange County Florida uh, McDonald established the first grapefruit nursery Florida's first shipment of grapefruits to New York and Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia happened in 1885 and it generated quite a little bit of interest in commercial grapefruit industry hmm. so in 1885 this is when things start to get big by the late 1800s grapefruit trees were being cultivated in the southern part of Texas by 1910 grapefruit had succeeded in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, as well as in Arizona and California. So
1: introduced in early 1800s,
0: (laughs) took an entire hundred years to make it over to the West Coast. Uh, So in the early 1900s, we're making it out to the West Coast. Now, who in tiki culture is on the West Coast?
1: Sunshine tiki.
0: No, not quite not quite in the <laughs> early 1900s. no. But who was there? Trader Wilks well, or something? Trader Vic on the Beachcomber. Mm-hmm. Those type of folks they were on they were in California, they were on the West coast. So prior to the early 1900s, uh, the grapefruit, it just it wasn't around. They may have been aware of it from mm-hmm. uh, from other parts of the world, but probably not so much. We don't know for sure. In Jamaica, the grapefruit was crossbred with the tangerine to produce the ugly fruit. It's literally called the ugly fruit. And I've heard of the fruit, ugly fruit before. And it really is ugly. Yeah. Uh, it's a sweeter fruit than the lo- that the locals prefer there in Jamaica. Now, in 1929, a Texas citrus grower discovered, this is for you, Frank, a mutated red grapefruit growing on a pink grapefruit tree. So... Grapefruit had already been hybridized into pink grapefruit, which tasted very similar to the original white grapefruit. And now, in about 1929... They discovered yet another abnormality, and it was the right, the, the red, or the ruby red.
1: The ruby red grapefruit. Came
0: about in 1929. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit has been a household favorite in the U.S. since the 1940s. In the U.S., I find this very interesting. The peak season for grapefruit is, er, is October to June. Florida and Texas groves bear fruit beginning in October in Arizona and California, chime in in January to June. So we basically have grapefruit all year round. As with almost all products, commercial growers focus on developing fruits that are larger, more uniform in size, more attractive in color with fewer seeds. Unfortunately, flavor is sacrificed to achieve more commercial properties. So Frank, here's where I say sometimes the white grapefruit is superior. To produce the Ruby Red, and the pink grapefruit that we are all very familiar with and have actually become more popular mm-hmm. than the white grapefruit, you sacrifice, you sacrifice flavor and quality. Sometimes the pink and red varieties are more pulpy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which uh, means... Actually, they...
1: I like, because if you're eating them, not drinking them, right, but I like them when you eat them. If you're eating
0: them, that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Um and uh, then the um, then of course the uh, pink and red varieties have more sugar. So I have two bottles of grapefruit juice here, for example. One of them being ruby red. It's one hundred percent ruby red grapefruit juice from concentrate. It has no other no other things added to it, and it has one hundred ten calories per Let me take eight, a shot fluid, of that. eight fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. There you go. So have a swig. I can't even get
1: the top off it. And Good then
0: God. there is the. White grapefruit juice, which Mm. is also 100% juice from concentrate with no added anything. It only has 90 calories Mm -hmm. per eight fluid ounces. So, Starshine, you're a smart gal.
1: Ooh, but the pink one's better to drink straight. Bingo. Yeah.
0: And that is what most people do.
1: And I like, but I like grapefruit juice too.
0: With it, so if you want to just have a glass of grapefruit juice... I know why people go with the red mm-hmm. and the pink. This varieties. is a little bit sweeter. It's sweeter, whereas the white has less calories because it has less sugar.
1: But it's better in a drink.
0: But it's much better in but a. But this, cocktail. you know,
1: if it's coming off his tree, mm-hmm. it may taste different. They're not commercially grown. That's grapes, true. So fresh
0: and right from the yard, mm-hmm. always better than what you're getting at the grocery store. Because, and here's another fact that's not in this particular article, but. I came about it. I think it was on the um, the the vegan gardener.
1: Oh, did pumpkin send you that? No, Sorry. no, no,
0: no. But um, the uh, citrus trees, especially. They produce fruit that can be transported thousands of miles, and it will still be good. Mm -hmm. But haven't we all bought a sack of limes at the grocery store, gotten it home, and it literally, they turn brown in a day or two? I
1: buy mine off the freeway.
0: Right, Which is good, because those are usually (laughs) the freshest. I buy mine off the guy on the freeway. the limes I pick off the tree in my yard, I can put them in my fruit bowl, and they stay green and fresh looking for like two weeks.
1: Yeah, which they should. Right. So
0: those commercial varieties, you've got two issues, and this goes for all citrus and most fruits, bananas, everything. Once you pick them, of course, they start to decompose right away.
1: Because mm-hmm, you killed them.
0: And you don't know how long they were in a truck on a boat, being shipped, mm-hmm. in a rail car, mm-hmm. uh, get before they got to your grocery store. So by the time they get to your Vons, your Albertsons, your Ralphs, your Piggly Wiggly, whatever your you have. Your Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> guaranteed that citrus is about five to seven days old, already sometimes older. And that means the essential oils on the skins have been lost for the most part. And that means they've started to partially dry out on the inside. You know, that's just not good.
1: Yeah, of course. And we live in California, so you think that the fruit would be getting there. Much faster. But
0: a lot of our citrus fruit, even it's though we live in California, by it. comes from South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come from as locally as you would think. Although our oranges are almost always Valencia and they're almost always from the, the local area. So that, I mean, that's kind of a lot about grapefruit. But now I'm just going to, now I'm going to put it down to, to cocktails uh, specifically. White grapefruit juice was originally used in a lot of the tiki cocktails because at the time it was still the most widely available grapefruit. Mm -hmm. So when grapefruits made it out to the West Coast, for example, which is, and California specifically, Los Angeles even more specifically, which is the capital of tiki culture Mm -hmm. or the faux Polynesian culture, as we call it, everybody had a white grapefruit tree. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a pink grapefruit or ruby red because those had not become popular. That was more in the Florida, had gotten to Texas by the 30s and 40s, had not gotten to the West Coast yet. So those drinks were made with the white grapefruit. Well, a good mixologist, bartender, is going to make a drink and they are going to balance it with the ingredients that they have on hand, which means... You know, some of the original zombies and these drinks that we're all very familiar with that contain these juices, they were balanced with white grapefruit juice, Mm -hmm. not ruby red. So sometimes maybe you try a classic tiki cocktail like a zombie. It's a really good example. And or a Dr. Funk,
2: Mm -hmm. another
0: good example of a drink that has grapefruit juice in it. And you're drinking and you're just like, God, it just doesn't taste like it does in the restaurant or at the bar or you know what? Check yourself. Did you use white grapefruit juice or did you use ruby red? There are very few. I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, actually, whether it be Beach Bum Berry's Grog Log or uh, any of the other great books that are out there where it's going to tell you when you're making a tiki drink, use pink or red.
1: Even my favorite, the Salty Dog, requires white grapefruit Must juice. Must be white yes, grapefruit I, juice. Pink yes. grapefruit juice is wrong in that drink.
0: So uh, a Greyhound. Which, Greyhound,
1: which is a typically comes Uh, pink these days not a sassy salty dog is the greyhound yeah (sighs) Mm, if they're giving you pink grapefruit juice in a greyhound that's wrong so
0: again these drinks were balanced with white grapefruit juice they balanced these the the sweet the bitter the um the alcohol the water it it was Mm -hmm. just done that way now modern cocktails will actually call for Pink or ruby red. Yes. They'll actually call for it because they have been balanced. And modern cocktails in general are far more sweet than the classic cocktails of the 30s, 40s, sure, 50s, our and 60s. Have changed. And yes. sometimes
1: you look at drinks, like I, I I, like to collect old cookbooks, and you'll look at the drinks from 50 years ago. There's no... It's no, it's, it's alcohol. Just it's just booze. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like three ounces of rum and a splash of grapefruit juice. Right. And there's nothing... <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with there's, that. I mean, but it's just there's a total difference between you know 50 years ago or years. it's amazing so so frank i hope
0: i hope that helps you out a little bit and so now i'll just tell you this you've got that uh you've got that pink grapefruit tree in your yard you you're making great use out of it as you should and if you haven't already done this and i bet frank has i uh, i met frank in florida yeah actually it was nice to meet him there when we went to the Lao three oh maybe it's four years ago now but um you know you play around like you do your own infusions and syrups and stuff play around why don't you uh, send us a recipe for a drink that you make with your pink grapefruit yeah, or your we'll, red grapefruit we'll juice send it to own. us and and we'll do it here yeah because i do have uh i do have a relative that has a um pink grapefruit tree and i and, like grapefruit in all its forms and and i would be happy to mix that up and do it on the show as if you just give me the recipe yeah so. and i'd be
1: happy to drink it
0: i bet you would yeah do you want another drink? I kind of do. God
1: damn, another one? All right.
0: Well, we those were only two half drinks. And I didn't
1: drink the rest of that one, yeah. so it's okay.
0: All right. So we're going to pause real quick. We're going to uh, freshen up another partial cocktail, if yes, you will. Yes, partial. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Starshine. Yes. What would you like to talk about?
1: I thought we were going to talk about your drink that you made.
0: Oh, well, we don't need to talk about this. We just we were talking about salty dogs and using white grapefruit juice, so mm-hmm. we're having one. But
1: we used tangerine vodka. We did. So a
0: tangerine-infused vodka. That, mm-hmm. The tangerines come from Kehlani's tree. She's so I've named it week.
1: the Salty Sunshine. No, <laughs> actually, I'm going to name it the Salty Starshine because my favorite drink is a salty dog.
0: Do you like it with the tangerine? I do infused? like it
1: with the tangerine. It's a nice touch.
0: Okay, so let's talk about infusions real quick. This is a very alcohol-centric podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Infusions are simple. They really are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And what you don't want to do is buy an expensive alcohol and infuse it. You, you want to basically say, okay, I'm buying an expensive alcohol. Hopefully, they've infused it and done everything with it that should be done with it. But you can buy a middle-of-the-shelf, such as a Sky Vodka, and infuse it with some tangerine zest. Yes. And possibly pour in some of the fresh tangerine juice, pulp removed, through a filter, and you'll get a nice uh, tangerine-infused vodka.
1: And it's very tasty.
0: Now, you want to pull the zest out after about three to five days because it will overbitter yeah, it'll your, start getting bitter your vodka. And you don't want it. But that's a really easy one. And then there's, you know, my very spicy rum, which of is course. another one. And But there's a lot of simple things that you can infuse. And I'm not going to go into any more detail right now. But, um, you know, I, I just encourage it. Because, you know, like if you like a salty dog, for example, which is nothing more than... White grapefruit juice, vodka with a salted rim. Yes.
1: Um, always a tasty Greyhound.
0: drink. Uh, you know, one of the great things about this drink is it's almost like having a snack because it has the salt on the rim. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're having a cocktail and you're getting that salt. And it's like, I think you nice. could, when you're at the slot machine, you yes. can go longer without it's, eating.
1: <laughs> and it's also a, a really hard drink for people. To fuck up. It is. So if you're at a slot machine you could and you can order it, and unless they put the ruby red grapefruit juice in it, which makes it awful, it's it's pretty much a, a good drink every time you order it.
0: Yeah. It is hard to... The, the only thing that can go wrong with it is the alcohol is so bottom shelf it gives you a hangover. Yeah. But, like you know, you kind of expect pop, that
1: in Vegas. If
0: it's pop-off, you're going <laughs> to... Eventually, you're going to notice just how shitty that vodka yeah, was. So
1: eventually, it's all going to catch up with you in Vegas anyway. Yeah, so. but, but that's okay.
0: All right. So let's see here. I think somewhere uh, we had a few more subjects that I wanted to talk about. Oh, look at that. We do. Oh, goody. So um, I, I wanted to um, remind the listeners that the Zen Tiki Lounge, uh, we have our, our current T-shirt available mm-hmm. right now. And it is a black... Concert looking T-shirt yes. with orange print, black T-shirt with orange print, Zantiki Lounge logo on the front. I think Do I you're, get all one? Familiar, you're familiar with it. You may,
1: I may, meaning you it's may. yes, I may have one or I may get one. Both, both. <laughs> well, if you give that to me, I can wear it next week.
0: Don't throw stones. Next week. What's next? When week? we travel. Oh yes. yes. Oh, good point. Yes. yes. So um, we have them available currently in sizes small. Uh, medium and large we're out of extra large I'm very sorry uh, we will order more after we sell out of these and they are $25 and that means I will ship it to anywhere in the 48 states for that $25 if you're not in the 48 states meaning you're in Hawaii or Alaska or in Europe something like that it's going to be a little bit more mm-hmm. but $25 including shipping is a deal
1: it is a dandy shirt
0: and if you happen to see me in person at one of our events it's just $20
1: but <laughs> it's still $25 <laughs> it's still, yes, for him sir. to hand it to you <laughs>
0: My hand gets very tired. It does. Holding t shirts. <laughs> so beautiful. On the back side of the t shirt is a um, silhouette of Buddha mm-hmm. who is in the um, folded knee pose and holding in his hands. A lovely little tiki I
1: think it's lotus pose lotus pose yes. thank you
0: you're the professional yeah
1: whatever That's so what I'm
0: here for. we wanted to say more of the zen tiki lounge with this t-shirt and so it's got buddha and a tiki and of course our logo you and you can go happy. to the facebook page and you can see the pictures of the shirt and again small medium and large and if you'd like one send an email to mail at zen tiki and say i'd like a t-shirt Hopefully, you wear a small, medium, or large because that's all we have.
1: Or you can cut the sides or something.
0: And then I will have your email address and I will send you a PayPal uh, link to go ahead and send me $25. Where does so it you is can. A belt? <laughs> You could wear it as a belt. yes. make
1: underwear out of it. Uh,
0: so then you can have um, you can have your very own Zen Tiki Lounge t shirt. I was really uh, impressed that we sold over half the t shirts at Tiki Collie yeah, alone, great. and we've sold a few more online just oh, by um, people picking them up. So that's it good. Good. So there we go. So we talked about the t shirts. So that's kind of like all of the um, housekeeping stuff that we need to do. Now let's do something fun. Okay. So I received this box in the mail.
1: I see it. It's a lovely box. And it scares me. I
0: I think. Do do you remember the elder celebrity named June Allison? Yes. Yes, and and she used to sell a product on television. Do you recall what it was?
1: Well, I'm sure it was either diapers or denture cream.
0: She may have sold both. Mm-hmm. But one of them, for certain, was Depends undergarments. Now, how
1: much do you think they paid that bitch to 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 say that she wore Depends undergarments?
0: Hopefully, a lot. Yeah. Hopefully a lot. Or she had a big mortgage to pay. Yeah. So I have, in the last couple of months, received some very strange (laughs) things in the mail. One of them, actually many of them, have been Enfamil formula kits.
2: That have been sent
0: to me, addressed to me. I don't have a baby. I've never signed up on a baby website. I don't understand why I get them, but I have received bottles, free formula, and coupons for free formula. Now, lucky enough, I have a sister who runs an in-home daycare, and I can give it to her. Well,
1: maybe she put your name down for something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But
0: now, I have received a Depends Undergarments Starter Kit.
1: Well, they know how much time you spend on a slot machine. They do. Yeah, now you don't have to go to the bathroom. And they
0: don't want me to leave. So... In this kit, um, and I don't know if you've seen the recent commercials, but in the recent commercials, they have football players. They have... Um, football uh, players. Lisa Renna. Yeah. Uh, basically, people come up to them and say, for charity, would you put a pair of these on under the clothes you're wearing just to prove that you can't tell that you're wearing them? Okay, okay. Right? And Lisa Rinna and some football players, and they all do it, because the money goes to charity, right?
1: Well, but you would think on men that you wouldn't notice so, it much as a woman.
0: In this kit comes two of the new Silhouette for Women, so I'll try it on anyway,
1: mm-hmm. two of the
0: Silhouette for Women briefs.
1: This looks from, like a man's ass right here it on says, this
0: picture. These are maximum absorbency. Oh, good. And in here, there is a small medium and there is also a large extra large. So there is one in here for a waist size of 38 to 50, which is even too big for me. <laughs> and then there is a <laughs> That's waist a size. Big and then there's a waist of 28 to 40, which is too big for you. Hmm. But I think we should try these on under what we're wearing
1: and then go to a casino.
0: And then, no, just right here on the podcast. Well, no, but
1: I want to see if I can pee myself at a a slot machine.
0: (laughs) We should see. So here's the small medium for you. Okay. Here is the large, extra large for me. They're humongous. So I say, let's just put them on over what we're wearing. Well, I'm wearing a
1: skirt, so. Well, this will be fun. All right.
0: Let's do this. So we're stepping a little bit away from the microphone. I'm going to close the blinds of the tiki bar just so no one sees us putting on the pens outside the window. I'm taking my flip-flops off. They
1: even have a tag on them. They're pretty
0: big. This is huge. This,
1: this... It's like, <laughs> just like a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess you can't really see it. Well, at the back. Look at the back.
0: Your butt is a bit bunchy. Yeah, it's like I'm honor. wearing a... Um, but now, how do, how do I look? It looks like I'm wearing a tummy shaper.
1: But I bet if you had pulled a shirt out over it. See, on a guy, I bet you could wear that, and no one would know. So...
0: It just might be true that no one can tell. But
1: no, I disagree on a woman because it looks like, you know, when you're a little girl and you wear those like really frilly underwear? Yeah. This is what it looks like. And
0: and so I'm walking, I'm moving around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you know how I'm used to, depends in the past, you'd hear that plastic wrinkliness. Oh, of course.
1: When I wore them in the past, they always wrinkled. (laughs)
0: Well, but I mean, I I had a great grandmother and she wore them and you knew when she was wearing them. Yeah. You don't hear them.
1: No, they're just like uh, the pull-ups that toddlers wear when you're potty training them. So, depends. We should take a picture and have people vote on whether they can see it. Or
0: not. Depends have come a long way. They before.
1: have, but they're not I, very comfortable. Maybe because they're they're kind of bunchy around in the. Um, makes me want to drink. Yeah, I'm just going to wear a tampon. I'll put a tampon up my pee hole instead. <laughs> it's supposed to go up your vagina, but I'm going to wear it up my pee hole. Oh, my God. But-
0: <laughs> now, watch. I'm going to take it off and I'm going to fall on my ankle. <laughs>
1: You so, took this conversation there. Are we saving these?
0: Yeah, maybe we can take these to um, the. Oh, look at it now.
1: <laughs> it's all stretched
0: out. Look at these stretched out. Uh,
1: package area. Piss,
0: piss area portion. <laughs> yeah, that's where my package was. That's why it's See, so stretched out. See, because mine's not
1: puffy there.
0: Oh, and mine is. Yes,
1: yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Well, because I have pe- a package. Your yeah. penile area. So we're. I think we'll
0: take these to um, the uh, live podcast next week well and i'm maybe, gonna wear
1: pants next week then
0: maybe we'll ask um mr tiki head it's
1: Kehlani's turn to put him on
0: oh it's totally her turn
1: but i think the next phase will be to wear him to a casino and then pee in them well you
0: didn't fold it up correctly
1: well i, t- I put it in the box
0: well you kind of
1: folded it but we would wear him to a casino and <laughs> we wear it to the point where we we'd just pee ourselves like that astronaut did remember that astronaut that drove across the country oh that's right stalking her ex-boyfriend or whatever she was doing right yes
0: that's you know, it's not a bad idea, I guess, but um I don't I don't ever look forward to peeing myself. I don't know if I could actually go through with peeing myself at a slot machine wearing these.
1: I don't know if I could either.
0: Maybe But you know what, if we have a lot of drinks, we might just be And like, we'll take some kind of bike it in or something. Starshine, are you ready to let it go?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just let the water flow. And we'll put
1: like a um a tea towel down in case we <laughs>
0: You know, usually, but
1: usually casino, like slot machine chairs are um, fabric padded chairs. So mm-hmm. even if we peed ourselves, it's not like a wood chair. But then chair. the
0: next person's going to sit in that. Well,
1: you know, that's not our problem. That's true. We'll just run. I mean, how many times have you gone through a casino and seen vomit on the floor or something? What Would it be so wrong to have a pee chair?
0: That's very true.
1: Hmm. Wow. It's our next trip as planned.
0: Well, there we go. Um, so... Listeners, you know, we talk about a lot of things here in the Tiki Lounge. Sometimes cocktails, sometimes exotic music, and sometimes peeing in our own pants.
1: Yes, which we look forward to.
0: And, and all of these things, in a way, do go together. You'll just kind of have to figure that out.
1: A lot of times I drink and pee my pants.
0: <laughs> let's, let's see. Um, has only happened to me one time ever.
1: One, I have never peed myself while drinking, but one time I took generic sleeping pills and peed the bed. And I'm talking, this was like two years ago. I could not wake up. And I had a dream that I was peeing, and I woke up, and I realized that I had peed myself. Hmm. Yeah. Generic sleeping pills are bad.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, hey, James, the guy who commented on Facebook, he just (laughs) said, I just picked up some Cruisin and will test drive. What should I test it on first? I'm sorry. A big mahalo to all of you. I think
1: he should test it with Appleton Rum. Mm -hmm. Just mix them together. (laughs) See if the Cruisin takes the Appleton Um, flavor out.
0: Well, um, James, I will go ahead and... and Right after we finish recording the podcast, I'm going to post a recipe or two that I think you should use the Cruisin' Rum first. First, of course, I'm going to ask you, which Cruisin' did you buy? And then... and then I'll know I'll know which uh, to tell you, uh, what recipe to give you. Yes, um, yes. But, uh, so, you know, I like this interactiveness that we're getting this week with the folks online. It's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, I want to tell the listeners about something that's coming up.
1: Not us peeing our pants.
0: No. Okay. Totally different. Uh we are adding 25% more ambient lighting to the Zen Tiki Lounge.
1: That's just fucking amazing. Now,
0: we've started.
1: Yes, my legs are green.
0: So, underneath the bar, which is a, a real bamboo, I've added more green LED lighting so that it, as we sit under the bar, it looks like the Emerald City of Bamboo. I look like the
1: Wicked Witch of the West, or East, or whatever she was.
0: Well, that has nothing to do with the lighting. Whatever. And uh, and then we're adding a, a bit more lighting behind the bar, and that is because we are preparing the Zen Tiki Lounge to be more... Film worthy.
1: Oh, I see. So I'll have to start wearing makeup every week. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. That sucks.
0: And what we're looking at possibly doing is uh, possibly, and I say possibly because it takes me a long time to permutate the reality of these things Mm -hmm. Uh, possibly maybe having one or two streams of the the podcast and, and another one. So the offshoot being a short video version of making the cocktails that we drink mm-hmm. that you can see in video mm, that'd be cool right here at the Zentiki lounge and then you would still be able to listen to the audio format as you've always done and I think that might be a, a fun and and so my partner who uh, worked he's a, he's one of those genius types at that um, fruit computer store per- you know I'm talking perapod? about. yeah yes and and they were and they were talking about this and uh, you know and I've often thought about doing video we've thought about it but um, you know video is a big pain in the ass.
1: It is. I would have to pick an outfit to wear and take a shower.
0: Lighting lighting is key. And mm-hmm. so a little investment there. And um, so I, we might be doing some short, like just two-minute videos on the making of the cocktail. And you can download that. You can watch it on YouTube. And then you can listen to the podcast. And I think the cool thing about actually showing people how we make the cocktails is... Uh, there are some people that just talking them through it. It's not quite enough because mm-hmm. maybe they don't mix it all, so they well, need a little extra. But some people are
1: visual learners, and some people learn by reading. So yeah, it'd be nice true. to have all formats.
0: And I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. so I, I totally understand that. So, so that is something. That's something that is um, up the pipe. I think
1: that's special, and we should wear pike. Depends uh-huh. while we do that.
0: <laughs> I don't know about And
1: that. only Depends.
0: <laughs> the official undergarment.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we can get sponsored by Depends. A lot uh-huh. of old people like rum.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that actually needs to be so. When I mass market, when I finally mass market, <laughs> Sunshine's very spicy rum. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want there to be a quote on there that says. Lots of old people like rum.
1: Well, they'll be like, damn right we do.
0: <laughs> or voted best rum amongst people over 70. Who
1: wear Depends. <laughs> Who
0: wear Depends while <laughs> drinking in their home tiki bar.
1: I have three grandparents still alive. They'll support your rum and habit. Then,
0: and then there'll just be a little asterisk on it that says that none of these statements have been proven in any court of law. If
1: You know, if you get a sampling of over 70-year-olds to say that they like your rum, then it is true.
0: That's true. You know,
1: if it's only 10 people, then so be it.
0: We could get them to say pretty much uh, pretty much anything we want them to, probably after a couple shots yes, of rum. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and they're wearing their Depends and pissing themselves on their barstools. That sounds like
1: a party, doesn't it? Wouldn't that be a good time, sitting with a bunch of 80-year-olds drinking rum and pissing ourselves? You uh, know it'd be a good time.
0: You know what? I, I do see us still yeah. all together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so there. So you know how to get our t-shirt, and, um, and we answered a few questions. And there was one other thing, and it's like totally escaping me right now. Well,
1: didn't you write it down?
0: I, I did, but like I read it, and then it disappeared.
1: Well, we have had three drinks on the show.
0: I know. I, I, I'm, I'm forgetting it. I'm hungry. So you know what that usually means is, is when that happens is... Um, time to end the show. Well, we, we say that it's about time to end the show, and we do that by giving you another lovely exotic tune.
1: Yes, let's but, fill it in with tunes.
0: But before I do, mm-hmm. I just want to say that I the exotic Tiki Island podcast by Tiki Brian has I just posted. <laughs> has just posted episode six. So he's he's just starting, mm-hmm. and uh, a great podcast with a lot of great uh, exotic music, and he he puts it all together in a nice little package, as if you're. You're departing on a uh, short cruise to exotic Tiki Island. As if you're supported by Depends. You are visiting, yes, Mm -hmm. you are visiting the different parts of the island and experiencing the music and cocktails as uh, you might expect. And uh, Tiki Brian and I, we're going to do a little... um, a little something together. Oh, are you so hold
1: hands while you do I'm it? gonna.
0: I think I might do a little uh, guest spot as a bartender on exotic tiki island, and then uh, we might have uh, Tiki Brian come on over to the Zen Tiki Lounge, at least audibly, and because he's uh, on the East Coast.
2: Oh, And, I see. and
0: we may have him um, take us on a little um, tour of the island or something Fantastic like that. Fantastic Doesn't that voyage. sound like a good time? Yes. I think I think that sounds like a good time. So let's pick a song that the listeners can hear as uh, as we head on out for the week. We're gonna maybe find something to snack on because we're, mm, we're hungry. quite hungry. Is there any artist that Starshine you might want the listeners to hear?
1: Mm, someone who's gonna give me a bagel.
0: Somebody who's gonna give you a bagel.
1: Well, at the, you know, you asked. Oh. I'm hungry.
0: Do we have any Jewish exotic <laughs> artists? Let me see here. Um, rumor is less backs? No, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. You
1: pick a song. Okay. Because I can't even see them from here. They're on your laptop and I can't see them. Well,
0: we are going to then listen to Friends of the Lounge. We're going to listen to the Crazed Mugs. They were nice enough to send us their album and said, please play as much as you like. And I think we are going to listen to their song called Smuggler's Cove. Mm,
1: That goes with the uh, salty dog. I,
0: I I really do like it. Now, next week on the show, like I said, we're going to do a... Uh, a live or in-person broadcast from uh, the Tiki Bar of a listener. Live, but not coherent. The week after that, we are going to feature a couple of songs from John Niera, and he is a um, he plays the uh, slack key guitar, mm-hmm. Hawaiian style, and he plays some very. Uh, laid back tropical tunes that are just—you just—you need a cocktail, you put your feet in the pool, or you're laying on the beach, and uh, just some great, great, easy sit back in your Adirondack or beach chair type of music. The the Hawaiian slack guitar is just beautiful. I was lucky enough to hear him live at Tiki Caliente just a couple weeks ago, and he uh, he let us have uh, his album, and he said, "Please, by all means, play it," and we'd like to turn more listeners on to John Nieritz John, N-I-E-A-R-A. And we'll put up a link on the show. So in two podcasts, we'll be playing some music from him. But now... Niera? We are going to play... Yes. We are going to be playing... Because he was in he was in Japan for quite a little bit of time. Mm. And I don't know if there is uh, some Japanese in his uh, background or not. I'll have to find out some more details from him. He was very easy to talk to. He's a great guy at the at Tiki Kaliente. So we're going to listen to Smuggler's Cove. And until next time... Mahalo.
2: A feral, till I grabbed an old rum barrel and into its depths I dove in the caves of smugglers' cove With the midnights through the mornings, I ignored the west wind's warnings cause my spirits kept returning and that tiki torch kept burning I began a long tale of travel from the fragrant mango groves to the shores of smugglers' cove thrill of gold and gem The moment that you find Dawn, it wasn't until the torch went out that I scrawled the final stanza. This is where you'll find our bones, in the caves of Smuggler's cover This is where you'll find our bones, in the caves of Smuggler's Cove. This is where you'll find my